0: One of the greatest needs, I believe, in the church of our Lord today is the need for good, sound, qualified Bible teachers. The church today is in great need of teachers that are the embodiment of what they teach. They are genuine Christians, teachers that are really interested in people. They make sufficient preparation. They're tactful, neat, thoughtful, enthusiastic, Uh, cooperative, prompt, prayerful, friendly, and humble. You know, a Bible class teacher feels a very important, a very vital role in the church of our Lord. And certainly we are to give honor to whom honor is due and following our services this morning, we're having a, a teacher's appreciation luncheon to just in a small way, let our teachers know how much that they are Appreciated. But I think we need to understand today that no group deserves more honor than those that assume the responsibility of teaching the Word of God. Because you see, a teacher not only affects this life, a teacher affects eternity. You can never really tell where your influence as a teacher is going to reach. As a teacher, you influence others in ways that I don't think you've ever dreamed or thought possible. But I think a lot of people today take for granted the importance of being a teacher in a Bible class. We fail to understand how important a teacher's job actually is. And I just hope today that all of us who are Bible class teachers, those who may aspire to be Bible class teachers, I hope you'll leave this building today realizing the value of your responsibility and I hope today as a result of what we're going to say that you'll leave this building resolved to be a better teacher than perhaps you've been in days past and gone. But I also want to challenge those who are students in a Bible class. I think we need to realize as students that it's important, first of all, for us to be present in our Bible classes. We have responsibilities as students in a class. And basically, you get out of a class exactly what you put in it. But you know, being a Bible class teacher involves much more than just imparting information in a deeper sense it's the giving of oneself to another in the hope that that individual is going to search for the real meaning of life with all of its beauty i think all of us are familiar with the statement as the bible school program goes so goes the church folks that's true If you have weak, unorganized, slipshod Bible classes, that's going to result in a weak congregation every single time. On the other hand, strong, effective, Bible-centered Bible classes is going to result in a strong congregation. That's why, as a Bible class teacher, you ought never to underestimate the vital, important role that you play as a teacher in our Bible school program. You know, as Bible school teachers, I think we are sometimes prone to become discouraged Maybe we become a little bit disheartened because we underestimate just how important our work actually is. Now, if we faithfully perform most tasks in life, we receive a clearly defined, tangible reward. You know, if you go out here and work on your job and in your profession, you receive money as pay. You can count that money. You can spend it. You can save it, but you see the result of your work in terms of payment or money that you receive. Or one who goes out here and exercises his physical muscles, he sees the results in terms of strength gained. You know, I'm pretty faithful to go to the gym myself three or four or five times a week. Now my goal still is, where I'm at in life, is to out-exercise my diet. Now now I know, I know that's a losing battle. I know it's a battle that cannot be won. But I am in the battle right now. And as long as I'm in the battle, I guess I'll keep fighting it. But you know, we go to the gym, we make determinations to exercise, and we hope to see the results of that. You know, in educational endeavors, you receive grades, you receive degrees. You receive other forms of recognition for your accomplishments. A teacher out here in our secular schools measures their success by test scores and the number of subjects covered. However, if you've been looking at the news, we have quite a few uh, schools in our public school system in Montgomery who are actually failing. They're not Seeing the results that they want to see. But a good teacher will naturally see the results of the work that they do. But in a Bible class, such measurements are, for the most part, uh, really, we just cannot see the results of what's going to take place. We just don't see the results. In a tangible way and many times we become discouraged And you need to realize and understand that your work is as a bible class teacher Is the greatest work that anybody can do Now certainly the work that lawyers and doctors and politicians do and many others They may play an important role in our society But you see the results of those kinds of works is only temporal in nature the work that you do and the results of the work that you do are going to be felt throughout all eternity and as teachers you need to realize the tremendous importance of your work did you realize that teachers exist in the church today by divine authority According to 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 28, God set teachers in the church. According to Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, God gave teachers the responsibility of perfecting the saints, the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body. According to Acts 13 verse 1, the church at Antioch had teachers. And as teachers, we need to understand that we have the responsibility of bringing other people to the Lord through our teaching. Well, what's the implication of all this? Well, you need to realize that as a teacher, you are filling a divinely appointed position. Your work is just as basically important as the work of the elders, The work of deacons, the work of preachers, your work is important because literally you have the destiny of the souls of others in the palm of your hand. And that's why, folks, teaching is such an awesome responsibility. You know, why is teaching such a tremendous responsibility? You you know, Jesus loved to be called a teacher, jesus said in john 13 verse 13 you call me teacher and lord and you say well for so i am and i think it's important for us to understand that jesus lived exactly as he taught others our lord practiced before he preached our lord did exactly what he taught in acts 1 in verse 1 Luke said, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to both do and to teach. You see, Jesus preached what he practiced. Our Lord did exactly what he taught. Our Lord never contradicted by his life anything that he taught. He demonstrated by his life more than he could ever say in words and certainly as human beings we're going to fall short of that perfect standard but there is that standard that we follow and as teachers we strive to live by that standard even though we fall short we strive to live by that standard in the best way that we can But you see, the way our Lord lived involved truth and life. I think about a little boy one time from the local neighborhood that was invited to come to church, and he did come to church, and he loved his Bible class. He fell in love with his teacher. He enjoyed the class. He was so excited about the story that he learned that day, and that little boy was so excited about class, he decided to come back on Sunday night. And he came inside the door and he began to look for his teacher. He wanted to see her. And as he looked for her, somebody there in the church asked the little boy, who are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for Miss So-and-so. Well, the man said, Mrs. So-and-so hardly ever comes on Sunday night or Wednesday night. And the little boy said, but she said... Seek first the kingdom of God. And that little boy, from what we know, never darkened the door of a church building again. You see, we just don't teach our class on Sunday and Wednesday. We teach our class by the way that we live our lives each day. And that's so very important. We must first of all be a genuine Christian. Ability and education. As important as they are, is useless without commitment and sincerity and dedication. A good example is a must to bringing an effective message. You know, the best binding for the Bible really is not genuine Morocco, it's your life, it's by the way that you live. I think about a group of men one time that were discussing which is the best version of the Bible. One man said, well, you know, I like the King James Version. Another said, well, I like the ASV or I like the ESV or I like the NIV and on and on the discussion went. And finally one man said, well, you know, I like my mother's version the very best. You see, she lives the Bible each day in her life. And folks, that's what we need to strive to do. We need to, as teachers, live by the way that we teach. And because teachers have such a tremendous impact on the lives of others, because the role of a teacher is so important, I think teachers need to understand, elders need to understand that not just anybody be a teacher I think all of us would agree that we need to be very careful when it would come to the selection of elders or the selection of deacons or the selection of preachers sometimes though if we're not very careful we have the attitude well you know if somebody's a member of the church and they're willing to teach well let's just give them a class Now, would we apply that same standard to the selection of an elder or a deacon or a preacher? And yet sometimes we think almost nothing of letting an individual assume the responsibility of teaching when their lives are questionable. Sometimes we may say, well, you know, this particular man or woman, you know, they're really not as faithful as they need to be. But, you know, if we gave them a Bible class it might help them. Or somebody says, well, you know, this woman, she dresses in a modest way sometimes. I think she's involved in perhaps some questionable activities, but she loves children. She really loves children. And and if we gave her a Bible class, it might help her. Now, folks, that's the wrong attitude toward being a Bible school teacher, And I think it greatly undermines the work and the impact that a Bible school teacher has on those they teach. You see, an individual ought never to be given a Bible class in the hope that it might make them more faithful. They need to be given a class because they are faithful. One should teach because they're faithful, not in order to make them faithful, You see, a teacher needs to practice what they teach and live what is taught. See, a teacher teaches little by what he says and he teaches more by what he does and then most by who he is. The tremendous example, the power of influence is frightening and humble and inspiring. But you know, as a teacher... And I want all of us today who take on that work of teaching a Bible class, whether it's a class of children, whether it's an adult class, we need to understand all the good that we accomplish. I'm afraid sometimes Bible school teachers have really failed to understand the tremendous role that they play in the lives of others. Sometimes Bible school teachers may kind of feel that, you know, their job really isn't all that important. The result, we may become discouraged. We may feel like, well, it's just not really worth all the work that I put into it. It's not worth the effort, and maybe sometimes we feel like giving up. But teachers need to come to understand all the good they accomplish, You know, you can't follow that student you teach when he goes home or on the playground or on the job. You know, Mary may have gone home from Bible class, resolved to be a better girl, to cooperate with mother more, to have a sweeter disposition, but you as a teacher may never know about that. Little Jimmy may have refused to cheat on a test at school because of a lesson he heard in Bible class about honesty, but you as a teacher may never know that. A husband and wife may leave their Bible class on Sunday morning determined to have a stronger Christian marriage, but you as a teacher may never hear about that. Or here's a man that may leave a Bible class and he's resolved to no longer engage in filthy talk on the job because of what he's heard in class. But you as a teacher may never know that. You know, I think back to the time when I grew up in the church and I've attended Bible class since the time I came from my mother's womb and I cherish all the times that I spent in a church Bible school program. I'm thankful that I grew up in an excellent Bible school program. I owe a great debt to my wonderful Bible class teachers who would love me as their own child and teach me the word of God and and show it by their own lives. Individuals that truly practice what they preached and I love and I trust and I appreciate Bible teachers. You know, I can still remember even as a four or five year old, that was decades ago. I remember those great Bible stories and how they came to life for a small child in a way that I would never forget those stories. I can honestly say today that probably 70 to 80 percent of my basic knowledge of the Bible came from the knowledge that I attained by going to Bible class from the time that I could just barely sit up. And yet I wonder if all those teachers who taught me through the years really understand the great impact they had on my life. I love this one account of a teacher who told this story. She told the story, she said, how many times have I heard a fellow Christian say... Oh, you mean you teach a class of little kids? You poor thing. You know, you're a glutton for punishment. Now, my mental reaction to such a statement is well, you poor thing. If you've never tried it, you don't know the wealth of blessings you're missing. Poor thing indeed, there are few moments so precious as seeing the dancing eyes of a little child as he sees the big fish made up of a bleach bottle literally swallow up Jonah, a puppet, and and then see relief come and his whole body relax and he settles against his chair when he sees that God took care of Jonah and he'll take care of me as well if I obey him. Or maybe it's the excited little voice of a little one tugging at mom and dad to come and see the ten lepers that Jesus made well. You know, me, a poor thing. When I hear from three rows back the loud whisper, Mommy, that's my teacher. Or when I receive the most moving, most enjoyable, most blessing-filled hour of the week, no, I wouldn't trade that for a comfortable chair in a quiet adult classroom. Who knows? The Bible class I teach may lead someone to heaven who otherwise might not have known the way. Sorry, but the poor thing isn't me. You know, the poet said, I took a piece of potter's clay and I gently fashioned it one day And as my fingers pressed it still, it moved and yielded to my will. I came again when days were past that bit of clay. It was hard at last. The form I gave it still it bore, and I could change that form no more. I took a piece of living clay and gently formed it day by day and molded with my power and art a young child's soft and yielding heart. I came again when days were gone. It was a man I looked upon. He still that first impression bore. And I could change it never more. You see, as a teacher, you need to realize today that you are influencing others in ways you never dreamed possible. Your work, your task... Is far more than worthwhile. And as we think about the work of teaching, we need to understand, and I think this is important to understand, that the work we do, the teaching that we give, is a long-term investment. You see, it's not what Mary or Jimmy does this week that determines the final result. But what kind of man or woman are they going to be in 20 years or 30 years? What will that man or woman whom we've taught do in a time of crisis? That's the real proof of teaching. The true results of teaching are from within a person. The kind of person they become. The results are spiritual. The unseen spiritual values are eternal. And You need to realize that the result of a teacher's work never ends with the one whom you've taught. Teaching one soul often produces a wave of influence that truly can explode. You can never even begin to imagine the lasting influence that you can have on others. But you know, teaching not only affects the one that we're teaching, teaching affects us as well As we prepare our classes, as we study, as we prepare, we cause our own spiritual strength to be increased. And we need to learn to be more patient. We we learn to have more self-control. We learn to be more understanding of others as we teach. You see, being a teacher not only can save the souls of others, it can help save our own souls. But as we think about the work of teaching, I want to emphasize the great importance of the word of God. Romans 1.16 says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation. Romans 10.17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and that's what we teachers do. We allow others to hear the word of God. Jesus said in John 12 and verse 48 that if we reject him and his words, one day we're going to stand before God and we're going to be judged by those words. The Hebrews writer said in chapter 4 and verse 12 that the word of God is alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. You see, it's by the Bible, the word of God, that we must live our lives. It's by the Bible that one day we're going to be judged. And when we teach a Bible class, we must stress the word of God. We're not in that class to entertain. We're not in that class just to share our feelings or or maybe what we think. Our time is short. We're not there to just have fun just to be entertained. We're not there in that class just to try to take up a certain amount of time. Our goal, whether we're teaching children or adults, is to impart the word of God because that word is God's power to save. But then let me stress as well that not just the Bible needs to be taught in our classes, but we need to sincerely care about those that we teach. You know, it really doesn't matter how much you know about the Bible and what a good Bible student you may be, unless you really and sincerely care about those you teach. As someone said one time, I don't care how much you know, until I know how much you care. and Somehow we as teachers need to convey to our students how much we love them, how much we're concerned about them. We contact them when there's problems, when they're not there. We show genuine concern about those that we teach and our desire for them to apply what we teach to their lives. And so I close today by simply saying that it's a great honor, tremendous honor, for you to be a teacher of God's word. You are impacting lives in ways that you never dreamed possible. And may all of us who teach and those of us who desire to teach understand the importance of the task that we have set before us. And if you're here and you happen not to be a teacher, why not make that a primary goal? And even if you don't do the actual teaching, there are so many other ways that you can be involved in helping to teach the Bible There's so many things that you can do to develop and enhance the way the Bible is taught, even if you can't physically present the lesson. There's work that all of us can do. And folks, one day when the trump of God is sounded... One day when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire. One day when we all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to what he hath done, whether it be good or bad. There are going to be those that stand before God and they're going to hear those words, come you blessed. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Perhaps they'll turn around and look at us as their teacher in a spirit of sincere thankfulness for the sacrifice that we've made. Now that will be a wonderful reward I believe. But, folks, whether or not you're a Bible teacher, all of us are involved in teaching. If we're Christians, you have influence. Are you using your influence for good today? Are you involved in talking about Jesus to those that you work with, those you go to school with? Are you involved in trying to let your light shine so that others may see your good works? and glorify the Father in heaven. Maybe you're not even a Christian today. We give you an opportunity to obey the gospel. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you can make that faith known today by coming and repenting of your sins, being baptized into Christ for the remission of your sins based upon your confession of faith in him. This morning, the invitation is yours. If you need to come, we ask that you come now while we stand and sing.